Hey everyone, there is some strong language in today's episode, including a couple of F-bombs. I've not beeped anything out, so I thought I should let you know about it beforehand. Let's get to the show. Alright, and it's recording, so we're going to do this in 3, 2, 1. Today is 8118, and if your reserves of medium-level sports talk are running low, you're in luck, because this is Sports Wednesday. Just be, uh, I'm actually with Maestro and uh-huh. being in the same place with him when he <laughs> sings that. He's playing it. It's so good. We're, we're all drop D tonight. So we're going to, we're going to be hearing some, some, some post hardcore, some, uh, some grungy stuff tonight. It's getting dark. Nice. Nice. And uh, are you guys drinking IPAs? No, no, no IPAs. A couple Pilsners. A couple Pilsners. Drinking Pilsner. some Pilsners. Yeah. Hey, as usual, I'm drinking water. <laughs> All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Wednesday for August 1st, 2018. I'm your host, the big man on campus, Pete Brown. Let me introduce my co-hosts. They're these guys. One, his first attempt at John Irving fan fiction was called The World According to Blatt. It's the man, the myth, the basketball legend. Noise. Coach Matt Longley. How are you, Coach? Oh, good. That that was one of your best, the MOC. Yeah, that was, that was really good. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. That I, I threw that coach in there at the end, and it, I felt like it tripped things up a little bit. Oh, I played well. Well, well, this guy has the power to get his bike serviced in one day flat, no matter how busy they are. That's the respect he commands, along with his sick guitar licks. It's the maestro, Brian Hake. How are you, maestro? Got to tell you, I'm feeling pretty good tonight. It's Palatonia week. Energy's good. All right, Pelotonia Week, uh, guys, uh, and that is a fundraising bike ride for cancer. We'll be talking about it a little later. We've been talking about it in our last uh, last several episodes, but judging from the download numbers, you haven't been listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just kidding. And actually, guys, our episode two episodes ago uh, broke our record. That was our all-time high, and then uh, last week's episode hit our all-time low. Oh, what? <laughs> it was the Thursday thing. Yeah, I think it's because we put it out on Thursday last week, and that that was on me. So so now we're uh, going to double up this week. I also think uh, leading with minimum viable fan, people didn't quite understand what that meant. So I think I really screwed up the titling on that episode. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. I still think it was it's, it's Sports Thursday. They, they, yeah. they screwed us net last week. I hate those guys. I hate those guys. All right, folks. Well, before we get into it, I want to remind you, you can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. That's Sport Singular Wednesday. We have 775 followers. So I picked up a respectable 10 followers in the past week. Over on Instagram, how many have we got, Maestro? Maris 61. Yes. Right on. All right. That that deserves some celebration music. Oh, absolutely. Mm. All right. You can take that to the bank. Is that like, oh... Such the consummate professional. <laughs> All right, what do we got? 
61. Nice. And on Instagram, we're at Sports Wednesday. We're getting quite a bit of content out there. You see hats of the week. You see other things <laughs> that are worth seeing. There's going to be there's going to be some gumballs on there this week. Oh, for sure. Speaking of gumballs, uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna we're gonna do this right now, Coach. Oh, this is so- Coach and I. You know, uh, we have this segment. We've never named it, but I thought of the name this week, and it's called Side Bets with Coach. And it's where Maestro and I like to take advantage of Coach's gambling problem by making ridiculous side bets. This past week, uh, Coach and I wagered on the Manchester United Liverpool Liverpool soccer match. Which neither of us realized was being played in Ann Arbor, Michigan. No, because I think I even said when, we were, when you called it, I'm like, God, we'll have to get up early in the morning to watch that. To watch it. I know. <laughs> no, we yeah, did. It was one, an afternoon game in Ann Arbor. Yep. One of our listeners uh, texted me and let me know. So thanks, thanks for that, Hoops. Um, apparently, Manchester United is doing a tour of the U.S. for all of their preseason friendlies, as they call them. And it's uh, five games, and they're all over the USA. And one was in Ann Arbor. Yes, they, they've done this for uh, the last... They do it a lot. Well, I was impressed to learn they have their own Manchester United TV app on Amazon Fire, so I can just download that and watch those games. Nice. Yeah. Manchester but, United. But why would I do it when they screwed me over by losing, oh. losing to Liverpool? Coach, tell them what ha- what's happening next. So because of our little bet, and I picked Liverpool, and they won 4-1, to one, um, you've got to jam a giant, a giant gumball that will be on the Instagram and Twitter and you need to chew it and participate in all of act one with that giant gumball in your mouth. That's right. I'm holding it right now. Now, first of all, I went to the store. It's 50 cents for what's called a mega fruit gumball. (laughs) I put 50 cents in and six of them came out. (laughs) And my first thought was lucky. And then my second thought was, am I? (laughs) What do you do after five? So I, I've chosen one of the orange ones. It is roughly the size of a golf ball, maybe even a little bigger than a golf ball. Uh, I sent you guys a picture so you can see, and it is going in my mouth in about two seconds. And then, Coach, I'm going to let you walk us through Act 1. Here we go. <laughs> okay, welcome to Act 1. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call this the Gumball Sports Dead Zone. We're going to Just an update. Yeah, how's it going? Do you have a bit half? I have a bit half of it. It is hollow, which is a blessing. I think I'm taking another picture. Is it all in yet? No. (laughs) My God. (laughs) So we're going to do the sports dead zone, and our first topic is going to be. We've talked about the MLB trade deadline, and it's over. It ended today at four o'clock. Um, kind of in a flurry. There were quite a few trades that uh, happened. I know Maestro's Buccos made a huge trade. Huge oh, pickup yeah. of Chris Archer yeah. from the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Yeah. That's... Oh, I guess they're the Rays. And he's excited about it too. Yeah. So, he... Coach, I was going to ask you about this. Yes. This to me says Pittsburgh thinks they can they can make the wild card. That's what their goal is. It does, but I, I got to tell you, there's some there's some things that – from this trade that you don't see for one is Chris Archer is under control for, I think three more seasons. So they were looking for this year, but also the next couple of years as well, because mm-hmm. he is a top line. He's an ACE type guy for that Tampa has. And yes, if it, these guys are making a run, but they did it with minimal loss and, uh, and they want to pretty much say F you coach, we're going to make the playoffs. They are only three and a half back of the wild card right now. So it's not, <laughs> not, insurmountable no not at all not at all not like that giant gumball was insurmountable putting it in your mouth 
I'm still, I'm only about three quarters of the way in. I, I can just hear it. <laughs> but um, to clarify, I, if the Pirates make the postseason, the whole time they're in the postseason, you're going to wear whatever Pittsburgh regalia maestro outfit. Oh, it's wearing. it's his pick. He gets to pick whatever he wants. I'll wear it. I have to. If I'm going to eat crow, I'm going to eat it wearing Pittsburgh regalia. Well, the, Buc- the Buccos have to step it up, though. They have to make it into the postseason, right? Oh, they yeah. Do. They do, but that arm will help them. Oh, that's going to help them immensely. Well, I think I think even them making the deal that that says a message to their team, you know, and to their fans. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to. Well, this was usually ha- like the first. Th- these big trades happen to teams like this. It happened in well, Minnesota was the opposite last year. Last year they got rid of players, and the players were like, "Screw you!" and they went on a win streak and ended up making the wild card. So this could have the same effect with Pittsburgh, basically say, "Hey, yeah, the, the ownership believes in us. Let's go win some games," and they'll they'll have a little bump up. This is so. Oh my god! So much gum. So I gotta ask though: Is there still flavor in the gum, or are you just chewing just raw like rubber? I think the flavor is just like orange forty-five food coloring. (laughs) I gotta imagine that you're. Oh my god! That is some. So two questions, Coach. One: Yes, there was a lot of Bryce Harper rumors. None of them panned out. And two, the Cleveland Indians didn't make any moves. What's your take on that? Okay, so the Indians did make a move at the end. They picked up somebody. They picked up uh, Martin. He's a center fielder. He's they didn't have to give much up, but he's a center fielder from Detroit. Um, he's not who they wanted. Uh, the Bryce Harper thing. Uh, Indians were connected to Bryce Harper, and and for a moment, I was ready to go all in. Really? This was exactly what was supposed to happen. They were going to rent Bryce Harper and go all in and do things that Indians don't do. The, the the team never takes chances, and this would be the chance. But then. The Nats general manager came out and said, we're not trading him. And I said, you know what? Screw you. You should have traded him. They should have traded him anyway. I think it was a huge mistake for them to keep him. They're not making the playoffs. That would have been awesome. Harper on the Indians? Yes. But I mean. So speaking of the Nationals not making the playoffs, it says here we're revisiting, I'm assuming, our World World Series picks that we made yes. in February. So I have I have a proposition for you. Yep. So here's the proposition. I, yes, I'll, I'll take the change for sure. Yes. So you can definitely take the change. It'll cost you a point on your score. So right now you drop a point immediately. But what you're going for is if you win, instead of winning one point, you win three. <laughs> Did you just gag? I've almost got the whole thing in now. <laughs> uh, it's 100% in now. Talk amongst yourselves. Shoot some video. So, so what we ha- we all three of us have to agree. So, Pete, you just go uh huh if you agree to that, and then we can go around and make our choices. Uh huh. Okay, he does. So, do you agree to do this? You don't have to do it, but you have to agree that if someone else does it, that we're giving up three points. I'm fine with it. Okay, I'm fine with it. So now we just need to know uh, like what were our World Series picks. And yeah, I, I believe BMOC, you had those written down or? They're on the website, man. Oh, they're on the website. All right. Yeah. Click standings. I'll tell you right now. Okay. Uh, BMOC, all right. Okay. Maestro, you picked Cleveland versus LA. Cleveland wins. Maestro had Nationals, Astros, Astros wins. And I had Indians, Nationals, Cleveland wins. Okay. So you guys are going to go all in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Houston's still solid, but Nationals, no. So if you make the change, it's going to cost you a point. I'm doing it. Okay, so take it off. So what are you going to change it to? I'm going 
Boston, LA, LA wins. Okay, Boston, LA, LA wins. That's his choice. Hmm. You go. I'm not changing. I had Cleveland, LA, Cleveland winning. I'm sticking to it. So really, everybody's well, going with LA in the National League? Oh, they got Machado. They got Brian Dozier. What about the Buccos? <laughs> please, please, please be my guest. Please, please, please. please, please. <laughs> this is kind of on the spot. I don't get any time. Can I have no. till the end? You have, have till to- till the count of. Come on, Maestro, <laughs> be a man. Suck it up. What do you want? All right. You know what? I'll I'll be I'll I'll join you guys with the Dodgers and I'll go Houston. Astros. Houston Dodgers, and then you're going Astros win. Okay, so you two changed. I didn't. Record that on the score there, BMOC. You guys both give up a point. I'm staying pat. I'm not standing pat. I'm not thrilled about the Dodgers, but if you got oh, the Dodgers. But they've got Machado. I don't know. All right. I will update those. Okay. Next. Um, I don't know if you guys watched this week, and I know us being Indians fans, I'm sure, well, at least we're intrigued about uh, the Hall of Fame inductions, which for, which for me, the only ones that I pay attention to are the baseball ones. And this year, the class was fantastic. It really was. Oh, Vlad Guerrero, uh, Trevor Hoffman, um, Jim Tomey. Jack Morris. Jack Morris. Chipper Jones. Chipper. Um Alan Trammell. And Alan Trammell, who I always thought should have gone in a long time ago. But Jim Tomey, did you guys get a chance to listen to any of the speeches? Because Jim Tomey's and uh, Chipper Jones, uh, Chipper told a story about um, the first time he met Jim Tomey was when he was playing for Philadelphia and he was with Atlanta and Atlanta and Philly got into a brawl. And Jim Tomey, he was like, Chipper Jones was in the brawl. And the next thing you know, this man's, like he called it like this huge meat hook of a hand grabbed his neck and pushed him up against the back netting and all he said he said don't do anything <laughs> and he that said he looked up he looked up and all he saw was jim Tomey say are you done and chipper goes yes sir and he goes we've been friends ever since so i'm like that is a fantastic story big old jim Tomey. but i i just love this class like vlad guerrero i mean my, and jim Tomey. i'll be honest i am not i've become more of a baseball fan just in doing this show yeah but reading about these guys, th- this is a really a solid class. And even like uh, Trevor Hoffman, I guess, really well liked. Oh, his, yeah. All his coaches. I mean, there's guys flying in from all over the place. Just, just, just oh, and he, had, he was such a good – he had such the, the – devast- his devastating pitch. He had a huge fastball, but his, his changeup was unbelievable. Uh, it's a good class. I just yeah. love the Hall of Fame. I love the Baseball Hall of he Fame induction. Uh, go ahead. Maestro, if you could lean into the mic. Oh. Trevor Hoffman had he had some some tremendous numbers and and I was looking at his plaque he's got like the most was it the most saves or the most he's up there with the saves yeah yeah I mean, it was okay um, I learned something I was surprised Vlad Guerrero didn't make it last year yeah and I don't know why he didn't I mean I think his numbers are are fantastic but I don't think they 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 weighed in the intangibles of just him being a physical freak. And him being so good at everything, and I was surprised too. I thought he was the first ballot, but I don't think I don't think his numbers were. You know, I don't I don't think I know he didn't hit 600 home runs. And sometimes writers get really picky, and they 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 put these numbers rather than knowing that the player and the impact that the guy had on. He was a Hall of Famer. What do you guys think of uh, so the Jack Morris and Alan Trammell? They were sort of uh, rethought 
I think yes. these, these were guys that were on the ballot numerous times, and uh, I think they they kind of reevaluated. Yeah, they came through that modern era balloting where it's uh it's like a group of veterans that does yes. the voting. And I think Jack Morris, I, Alan Trammell. I mean, he was he was a very good player, and I like Alan Trammell because he's a gamer. But Jack Morris, as far as his postseason career and what he did, not just I mean his numbers were good, but what he did for Minnesota and Detroit and Toronto in the postseason is is legendary. That that should have gotten him in automatically. I just think there was he must have been prickly to some of the writers, and I think they just. He hated writers, actually. Yes, and, and, and uh, see, and that's the part that I hate. Like they were, like the, the, some of these guys will never get in because these writers are just so stubborn. They're like, "I don't like you. You're not getting in." I'm like, "The guy deserves to right. get in." I was gonna say that's why they have that sort of veterans committee to level level the playing field a little bit. But did Jack Morris had a famous game right in the World Series? Oh, for Minnesota, for, was it Minnesota versus the Braves? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Jack Morris was first ballot in the All Mustache Hall of Fame. Oh, <laughs> no doubt. That was a big old beefy caterpillar he put under his nose. Yeah. Well, first of all, I got to say, this gum is actually starting to get harder. It's like cement, I think. Oh, I bet it is. So let's move on. Okay, hey, <laughs> how about football? Because if you're a football fan, and most people are, uh, it's back. And most of the training camps have either already started or they're going to start i think they've all started at this point um and and for me uh i mean i i kind of pay attention to the training camps really? i'm not not really i mean <laughs> i i know that it's around but the, the football the diehard football fan which is opposite of the medium fan um they're paying attention to every move so i kind of challenge you guys to just come up with one thing it doesn't have to be from camp or what you're hearing about uh the nfl that's intriguing for the year to come I got mine. Okay, go ahead. You start. Sure. Uh, first of all, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I'll see people on Twitter post, like, you know, a, a, a draft pick running around and catching a ball, and then people are like, oh, he's so awesome. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I'm talking okay. about. Yeah. Uh, no offense to our buddy Cole if he's listening. <laughs> no. Um, so I am interested in the fact that the Cleveland Browns are the subject of HBO's Hard Knocks, and it starts next week. I think August 7th is the first one. And so. Uh, I've I've not watched that series. I've just heard great things about it, but I've never been interested in the teams. And I'm watching. So, it. so as a Browns fan, yeah, I'm totally stoked for it. Who's the Who's the Browns' second pick? Denzel uh, Denzel Denzel Washington. Denzel, uh, Denzel Ward. Okay. Yeah the the cornerback. Okay, you got something, Maestro. Oh, I I'm curious about the key. Honestly. It, I'm not super excited about the NFL, but I am cu- curious about all these uh, QBs that were drafted. That's, yeah. Some of them, are, I think, are actually going to start out of the gate, so I'm curious to see how that plays I think plays Rosen, out. from what I've heard, Rosen is going to start. And uh, So is the USC guy, right, for the Jets? Well, now they're saying that he might not. I mean, he just did sign. I think he could right away. He's the most – him and Rosen are the most ready right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be – because this is an interesting class. There's a lot of them. But but still, what's crazy, the news that I see about the NFL, it's all these guys that are either committing suicide, getting arrested, <laughs> um, beating their wives, or some, you know, that kind of news. That's that's the stuff that I see, which is just crazy. Like the NFL, I feel like, is out of control. To, to clarify, uh, Maestro, they're beating their baby mamas. <laughs> <laughs> I, is, am I, am I going to have to cut that joke? I think it's just... A little too risky. No, it's fine. I, but that... <laughs> it's, 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 you it's you don't truth. have my best interests in mind. It's the truth. It, it, it's the truth. 
But that said, I mean, talking football, I, I do get excited, you know, when we sneak into the end of summer, starting to think about college football. Yeah, and um, it, it bleeds a little bit in the NFL. Yeah. So, so Maestro, your answer to what's interesting about NFL training camp is that it reminds you of college football? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That's All right, good. Coach, Coach, what's yours? Mine is, is quarterback related too, but it's a specific quarterback. It has to do with uh, Lamar Jackson, who was uh, out of Louisville, won the Heisman, and was drafted by the Ravens. And uh, I don't know wh- what it is. I'm not really um, – like I said, I, I don't know a lot about like his stats. I know he was electric. But there's something about him then, like, that I, I heard him talk, and he, he's saying all the right things. And he is he does have a chip on his shoulder because a lot of – the scouts and everybody wanted him to switch to wide receiver or H back or something that he didn't want to do. And he stood his ground and he still got drafted in the first round. And from what they're saying is he's, you know, early reports are a lot of things, but they're saying this guy could be Michael Vick or better, which to me that that's exciting football. Like if I'm going to watch football and catch one game and it's not going to be a team that I love, I want to see something that's going to make me say, wow. And this guy seems like he could be that type of player. So, I mean, it's interesting. They, they've got their incumbent. They've got Flacco, but I'd, I'd like to see this guy push it. And I hate the Ravens, but somehow I'm, I'm intrigued by this guy. Yeah, I can I, see that. I, I, I'd like to see a Heisman winner work out in the NFL. Yes. I mean, I think that's a kiss of death anymore. Well, and I think, too, everybody is so the quintessential QB, right? You got to be 6'5 and, you know. All this stuff, and this guy's—he's a little wiry. Yeah, but he put up crazy numbers. Crazy he, numbers. He's, he's super fast. He's, he's six gamer. two. I mean, it's not like he's—you know—five ten. He's six two. He can throw the ball through a wall. It's just that you know, he's not your prototypical. So you like that underdog gamer? That's uh... I do, but they got to have some athleticism. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, this guy, this guy—he uh, intrigues me. So yeah, Lamar Jackson. How's that gumball? It's almost rock solid in my mouth. Well, that's time. perfect timing. So was part of the one. Are we done? Was was part of the bet that you have to swallow it? Too? Oh, God. Oh, no way, man. I we never would have made that. Do we ever would have made that? On, what do you, what do you think that would do to your system, Peter? I, I think it would stop it up for months. <laughs> All right. I can't believe they sell those things to children. Oh, they love to. But, so. Um, okay, that brings us to our first cal- our first commercial, and we've been donating our commercial to the Pelotonia. Maestro, why don't you tell us what Pelotonia is? Uh, <laughs> He's forgotten. I have forgotten. Uh, it's a ride. It's a uh, it's a ride for it's a fundraiser. It's a ride for cancer, not for cancer, but the fight against cancer. Um, <laughs> it's a pro cancer rally. <laughs> and you. I did this a lot better the last time. Um, So there's 8,000 riders. We're all signed up to ride and raise money for the research uh, uh, to fight against cancer. It's for the James uh, Cancer Hospital at uh, OSU. And uh, this is our seventh year that we're riding. Um, There's, um, I think we've made over, over, well over $100 million. And uh, we'll be, we're on pace to make uh, probably another 15 or 16 this year. Um, but it's it's a great ride. It's 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 um, well organized, um, and we love it. And um, it's for a good cause. That's right. And so the three of us are riding about forty five miles on Saturday. Uh, you can donate to our rides by going to sportswednesday.com. They're right there on the homepage. Click on the link that says Big Man on Campus. Make a donation. 
Uh, as Maestro said, 100% of that goes to cancer research at the James. The cost of the event is, is offset by corporate donors. So you know that the money you're donating is going to groundbreaking research. And I did check my numbers before we came on tonight, Maestro, so that uh, I would be accurate. $157 million Pelotonia has raised since 2009. That's amazing. Uh, and that brings us to the cancer question, because what Maestro neglected to mention was he himself was treated for leukemia at the James Cancer Hospital what? back in 2012. I do not recall that. <laughs> and uh, he went in in January, and that, that August he rode in the Pelotonia. It was amazing. So each week he lets us ask a cancer question. Now, mind you, Coach has the ability to steal. <laughs> so if he thinks he can steal and make it funny... All the more power to you. Now, I, I was expressing some dismay earlier because I wrote the cancer question down and now I can't read it. So I've come up with a a different one. Oh, this is your plan B. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right, Maestro. We know there's 8,000 riders in the Pelotonia. Mm-hmm. How, how many volunteers are there? Oh, gosh. I would say, so if you think about the volunteers, I, I know that the big sponsors of the event, so you we talk about Huntington Bank uh, Limited. Um, being a volunteer at those companies is is pretty much I don't want to say mandatory, but it's 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 uh, a pretty big thing. So I would say, volunteer wise, I would say there's at least two thousand volunteers. Can I guess? Coach attempts to steal. <laughs> I'm gonna say thirty five hundred. Well, you guys, you guys bracketed it's three thousand volunteers. Oh, that's amazing! That is amazing. So if you can imagine eight thousand riders, three thousand volunteers. That's that's literally probably a tenth of the population of Columbus being involved in this event, which is pretty pretty fantastic. It is, and and I, I say it every year: the, the logistics and the way that they they run this event is just it's top notch. Um, and you think about all the different. You know, the, the stops that we have oh, along the way, so awesome. and there's people making sandwiches and cutting up bananas. Well, I was and- we have a, a a new rider with us this year, and I was tr- I was riding with him this weekend. I was like, trying to explain to him, like, the stops. And I'm like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it justice and how great and unbelievable. And he was like, well, what route should we do? Should we ever do this one? I said, for your first one, and you got to take off from downtown because it's so awesome. And it's so amazing. They do it so well. Yeah, every 12 miles there's a party, I like to say. Yes. <laughs> Where they're serving Gatorade and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And gummy bears. The other thing I, would, I should point out is, uh, you know, so the word Pelotonia is kind of made up from the word Peloton in biking, right, which is the, the group of riders. And so the people who work there, they actually pronounce it Pelotonia. Mm-hmm. And, and I've just never been able to do that. Me either. And someone corrected me. I said, I'm, I'm going to go with what I've gone with. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people say it. Pelotonia, yes. They do, because it, it's from Pelotonia. But, but technically, the way it's written, that second O wouldn't be reduced. So you and I are correct. Sweet. Coach. What's your preference, Maestro? You had cancer. Let's let you decide. Hey, you know what? What he says goes. Fuck cancer and fuck the proper uh, pronunciation. <laughs> We're going Pelotonia. I love All it. right. Well done. Very good. And I feel like it's a place that I might want to visit sometime. It's it's in Eastern Europe, right? Yeah. Oh. There's mountains and then there's like the, you know, the Black Sea comes up there and uh, oh, yes, good food, good wine, good times. <laughs> Tonight is kind of special. Low and brown. <laughs>
I just want to pause for a moment before we move on to Act Two, but I don't think Maestro's ever dropped an F bomb on the podcast. No, you know what? Nice that, work. That deserves a slow clap. Well Is done. It, well done, guys? Maestro. Have you? Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're starting to have a tradition here. Uh, I don't know if it's going to become a full-fledged tradition, but the way we get into Act 2 is we find a random Irish guy and a random guitar player, and we throw them together and say, get us into Act 2. What are you looking for? Are you looking for an act? But I've got one in my pocket. It's called Act 2! I'm feeling California. <laughs> nice work on that, both of you. All right, we're starting with our big bucket of cards update. Now, again, this is an idea we talked about forever. Well, we, we kicked it off a few weeks ago. We, we drew a baseball card out of a bucket. It was a 1982 Mickey Klutz. And we are attempting to get him on the show. And by attempting, I mean we are going to attempt. We're going to attempt. So so here's what I think we're doing. We'll... we'll, we'll I have a few facts and some interesting tidbits about Mickey that we'll throw out today, but we okay. just, we have to keep it's you've got to keep the flame lit because once you are free of all your other distractions like work and things that you need to do and, and you can pull the foot the full BMOC attempt, we're gonna get Mickey Klutz on here. I, I truly believe it. Oh Mickey. We're gonna get Mickey. So here's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about and, and doing some research. Uh one, uh he was drafted by the Yankees. Um, in 76. Um, but his, uh, I found out what his salary was his first year. Do you guys want to guess or do you? Six grand? Six grand. What do you think, BMOC? This was a minor league salary? This this was his... Uh, or was it a salary plus signing bonus? Yes. Yeah, so basically what he made in 1976. So I'm going to say 14000 You're close. $19,000. Which mm. in 76, that was probably... A, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I get a lot of gumballs for that. Oh, good, hell yeah. Good, good. So the other thing I want to do, I found a quote by Mickey Klutz. In- uh, Klutz quote, Klutz quote. Klutz quote. And I got to tell you, it's it's fantastic. This quote could have been put in. It could have been come. It could come from Crash Davis. It could have come from any of the baseball movies. So here it is. Once in the minors, I offered an opinion that the guy was throwing good. And the manager left him in. The batter hit one 500 feet in the next pitch. I learned my lesson, Mickey Klutz. <laughs> I think that's so good. Klutz quote. It's true. Offering opinions doesn't get you anywhere. No, anymore. they they really don't. And law and order is awesome. Boom, boom. Yeah, Mickey Klutz's last tweet again in 2011 was big fan of hashtag law. Okay, here's what we need. Order. We need to screenshot that and put that on the Instagram. People need I think to we know. do. And I think we need to, once once we get the Mickey Klutz official invitation page up on our website, we just start retweeting that tweet over and over, over and over. Over and over <laughs> and over again. I, it'll go viral. Very good. All right, nice work on the Mickey Klutz update. I saw it on the show sheet. I, I texted uh, Coach earlier. I'm like, I have nothing. I hope I hope you got something interesting to say. And you came close. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, Coach, what are we doing here? This is a Coach Show Sheet night. Think of one thing you would change in any sport, whatever reason you want, such as a rule, a tradition, any, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. So so this is what I thought we would do. A big change. We would all Each have a, get, You get one big change. One big okay. change? Do you can wanna, do two. You can do two if you want. 
it's up to you. You you you're just changing something, a rule, a tradition. I don't want to I don't want to box you in if you have something else that you want to do. But what I thought is after we all do it, then we'll discuss which one was the best. And what I threw out there is said that we need to send a tweet or some type of message towards either the commissioner mm. or head of that organization and basically propose that this should happen and just see what happens. I'm guessing you got something in mind, Coach, so let's hear it first. Okay, so for mine, I, I, I had a thousand things. Like literally we could have a podcast just me talking about things I want to change. But as I got down to it, there was one thing that just, it, it's really starting to irritate me. And it, it's something that's happening a lot right now. During- Wait, what, <laughs> one second, Coach. If, yes. if you do that podcast, you could call it Coach's Bucket. There it is. And it's just sitting on the bucket. I'm sitting step, step ready, and then things that should change. <laughs> That's a great idea. So the things that I want to change. So so I went through all these things. So the, essentially, the one thing that I, I keep seeing and it's in baseball, and it's a revolutionary thing that people do, and I hate it now. I just hate it, and that's the shift. I can't stand the shift. It has changed. It's changed everything on how batters hit. It's changed where you're talking about. And I know every game must evolve, but it's taken away the simple. It's taken away the single. It's, it's turned the game into the pitcher's stats are starting to elevate because everybody's trying to hit the ball out. Strikeouts are up. I know that strikeouts don't matter anymore, but that's because the game has changed. And and singles, singles hitters are, are, are going away. This is Maestro. I don't know what the shift is. Okay, so here's the shift. The shift is essentially that when a batter comes up, he's a right-handed batter. You basically take your second baseman and you bring him over to the left side, and now you have essentially a second you have nothing on the right-hand side. And now your first baseman basically moves almost all the way over into the second base slot. If it's a left-handed hitter, you bring your shortstop, he plays up the middle, your second baseman plays deep, and your third baseman basically plays right next to second. So you're giving up the whole field. And 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 basically these guys hit these shots. I understand the strategy, but I hate it. So here's my solution. My solution is that in football, Right before you snap the ball, listen, I got it. It all comes back together. All right. And in football, when you snap the ball, you have to have seven men on the line. The ref goes by and he says, you have to have seven men on line. That is a rule. You can't break that rule. You can't decide to have 12 men, one man on the line and eight off. That's not a rule. That's against the rules. So for baseball, you have to have a minimum amount of people on each side of the infield. On the left-hand side, it's got to be two. And on the right-hand side, it's got to be two. So if you want to eke them over a little bit, but they cannot go past second base on either side, they must be on there. If you want to bring your left fielder in and have him play sh- more shallow or right fielder come and play shallow, that's fine. But you cannot shift over. You can't have an unequal or or weighted to one side or the other. I don't know. Okay. All right. So, Coach, that's, some questions. Yes. So many questions. I have questions, too. Go ahead, Pete. Okay. Uh, so, uh, first of all, I'm glad you didn't say – the change should be they should have a left center and right center fielder no, like a little bit. No. Second of all, yes. All right. I played softball with you for at least 10 years. Yes. In that time, you never once hit the ball to the right of second base. We used to offer you $50 to pull the ball <laughs> and you just couldn't do it. Correct. And I feel like there's something personal that you're bringing to this. Maybe. It, I mean, why can't why can't the hitters just learn to pull the ball? That's what I'm saying. Like, if, if they're pro, they should be able to put that ball anywhere they want, right? There's a theory on that. That's true. But I also think that there's a, a portion of it where- Power bunt. 
<laughs> which, which you can't do. Like if you do that, that's another, it's an unwritten rule. If you go and lay down a bunt when they do the shift, you'll be shunned. Like the unwritten rules, like why would you do that? The, the players have done that and, and, and the other players will basically shun you. Because really? they, yeah, be, and, and doesn't that's baseball? That makes no sense. I know it doesn't make any sense, but that's what it is. So I'm like, well, why don't you just sack up, play your position? If a guy's going to pull it every time, stop it. If you're a good enough shortstop, you're good enough second baseman. Play deeper. That gives you a better chance to play the ball. You and, and I'm going to tell you, the other day I was watching a shift. They had a second baseman so deep that when they hit the ball to him, he still fielded it. He still couldn't throw him out, so it did nothing. So, I mean, so you're telling me a guy, a power hitter, righty. He, yes. He always is known for pulling the ball down yes. the third baseline. So they stack the third baseline. Yes. And he bunts down. Oh, first he baseline. will absolutely be. I would do at. it every time. Yes, and and you would. Your manager would probably tell you to stop. That's the craziness about baseball. That's stupid. I know it is, but I don't know why don't they just play the like in basketball? They don't have like special times where they bring six guys on the floor and they all play the left side, that would be weird. Just, just play the game the way it was set. That's the rules. If you make it a rule, they can't break it. Man, a lot of passion on the podcast tonight. Maestro dropping F-bombs, coach saying sack up. <laughs> Pete, Great. Pete, did you have you, had a, you said you had a question on, about the shift? No, no, I, 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 I got my questions out with coach. I, I know what he's saying, and I, I've actually heard him articulate this position. <laughs> Hey, How about you, Maestro? You got a, a big change? Honestly, I've got a few. I I've brought one up. <laughs> I brought one up before. I know we probably need to not to throw corporate lingo in here, but time boxes because we could talk about this all night. But Ooh, time, what's a time uh, box? Just say we have oh. until we're at thirty-eight minute thirty-eight. So corporate, we have to be. Ooh, that's awesome. There. But anyway, there's a few that I I've, I've probably mentioned on the podcast before. But one thing is, you know, I I think tennis is a great sport, but I I feel like the tennis that we grew up with, where it was wooden rackets, there was a little bit more uh, finesse at the net. There was a little bit more, um, I don't know. Oh, I thinking, think I know where you're going. Thinking, I think that they should bring back the wooden racket and and do away with the graphite and all the the speed bullshit. Make it a, a different game. Maybe it's maybe it's same size as like what they used way back when. Yeah. That basically... just go back to the, I don't know, the wooden racket. That so that was one thought when when. When right. you posted this idea, this was that was one of the things that popped into my head. The other thing, which I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, is I I feel I've grown really not fond of the NFL because I think they're overpaid, whiny. I just I'm just sick of the NFL. But I would love it. I, I like I love how fantasy football has sort of made players into sort of game pieces. Mm -hmm. I think taking that a step further, um, I feel like players should have a salary at the beginning of they get a salary at the beginning of the season. Okay. Right. Let's say they're a wide receiver. Right. And they get a million dollars. Right. Ooh, I like that. Um, <laughs> but every time they drop a pass, they lose money. Oh, so it's like, I don't know. I don't know how you would do that. How, what the metrics would be for other yeah. positions, but I feel like you have money in it. If you screw up, so merit, pay. if you don't execute on your position, you lose you lose me. so so that was that was the actual structure of the original XFL. Was it? 
it was. You, it bonuses, was. I think right? it was all incentive based. I don't yes. think they docked you for for blowing plays, but huh. like running backs made, I think eighty five hundred dollars a year, and then for every hundred yard game, they got so much. And they showed it at the beginning of the broadcast. Now I don't know if the new XFL, which is still uh, coming together, maybe a team in Columbus. Let's go Columbus XFL. Yes, um, because we, the three of us, are coming up with the name of that team. No doubt. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that, but I do remember the original XFL did exactly that, and I thought it was really cool. I love that. They, all, yeah. they also brought cameras into the huddles, which was less cool because it turned out nothing good gets said in there. <laughs> no, no, I, I like that. I, I, and the the other the other ideas I had, you know, being a soccer player, I, I over the years I've had ideas about soccer, and I know that we're sick of flopping. We're sick of soccer is kind of a slow, boring game, so ways to make that more goal scoring or more exciting. I was thinking about it. This was just spitballing, but thinking, do you make the goal bigger and the ball smaller? Um, do you make the, the ball bigger and the goal bigger? I don't know. Just thinking about stuff like that or ha always having a, uh, being able to have a guy that's always could be off sides, but he has to stay in a certain spot. Oh, okay. and so he's almost like a wall. Like you could play you could pass the ball to him and he could sort of give you just, he plays in a circle. He plays in a circle. He could give and go until, until the ball passes him. And, and then, then he's in. Yeah. So we, it's like, we could call him the minute bowl. Yes. Yeah. He's like a glorified <laughs> cherry picker, but he can't like, he has to stay in this certain spot. I he feel can't like advance that way. It sort of illuminates the breakaway a little bit. I think that would be pretty cool. And the other thing too, I, you know, I, I always loved outdoor soccer. I th felt like it was a little bit more majestic than indoor soccer, but there's things about indoor soccer that I always thought was super cool with the walls and stuff and being able to play balls off the wall. So I thought maybe you incorporate a little bit of that into the outdoor game. Maybe like you have a backboard on the goal or some sort of wall around the so it plays back. So it plays back. So like a lot of these times, these guys take these like wicked arena. shots. They take these wicked shots from 30 yards out yeah. and it goes into the stands and then they got to do like a goal kick yeah. or a corner kick. It's just bullshit. So maybe that ball bounces off there and it bounces back into the field and it's in play and it's still in play. Okay. So. All right. My, Maestro, man, a, a, wow. just a tsunami of ideas there for <laughs> soccer. Amazing. I, I agree with you. Whatever it can do to end flopping, that's got to happen. Uh, those are some pretty radical ideas there, though. About, Very radical. Uh, I like that. I got to try to remember them all. I, I don't. I don't want to lose your point <laughs> about tennis too, because my I, I seem to remember when Bjorn Bjork made his first comeback, he tried to play with the wooden he racket did. from his era, right? And then he had to switch. He did because it did not work. Yeah. yeah. And I, when I played tennis with my friend Sean Vinsel, I have a, like a blue and white Spalding wooden racket from 1955. Oh my god! It, it literally looked like it had been buried, and I must have dug it up somewhere. And, and Sean Vitzel had the Prince Jr. And he just killed me. And, and like, I, my dad would be like, it's the carpenter, not his tools. And oh, I, God. Do every dad say that? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Oh so, and it's thinking about, thinking about tennis and then also thinking about badminton because, um, you know, at, at our post Pelotonia party, we always have some badminton games going on, but, um, badminton's like, a, it's the same sort of thing where you're using these flimsy rackets yeah. and you've got the, the shuttlecock. Shuttlecock. But it doesn't matter how big and strong you are. No. You know, it's because it's a, Matt always wins. <laughs> because it has to do with with just, you know, the way you use that flimsy racket or whatever. So I feel like it's I okay. Yeah, I, I go with you on that. I like that idea of having bounce back uh bounce back surfaces in like arena soccer. Be cool. Just around the goal, or yeah, maybe there's like, like a wall or something that it keeps the ball All in right. play. Okay. Yeah. 
Yep, I see you. I, it, it would have to be clear glass so that the fans could still see. That would be. Or true. do you want to get rid of the fans? I'm. I, that was my radical idea. No fans for any soccer games. <laughs> yeah. So I had uh, mine. Mine were were. Uh, I don't know. A little bit more prosaic than than Maestros, and of course, a little less strategic than than coaches. Uh, for for baseball, I just think that the players should line up and say good game to each other at home plate, like they do in Little yeah. League. I like that. I would love that if the pros did that. I think it would be just a great example. And, you know, I, I don't see what the big deal is about doing it and why they don't do it. I like that a lot. Me too. And then, and, and they then should for... all wear the same pants. <laughs> I mean, why does, why does one guy have, you know, the, the big socks? One guy's got the big floppy pants. You, you're all about the pants. I mean, come on. Yeah. Him and ever since Manny Ramirez and his big old floppy pants, he's, he's, he's on a, Hey man, when I mission. When I played soccer, we all had to have our shirts tucked oh. in, our socks pulled up, and our. And shoes I'm going to tell you, shine. I hated that. Hated it. So what else you got? <laughs> I was going to tell Maestro Manny Ramirez was in the mix for Hall of Fame voting. He was in the middle of the pack there. I think he had about 21 votes. He better make it. I know he did some PDs, but I'm going to throw that out there. He better make it. Well, on the pants issue alone, he's out. Yes. He's out. Um, you know, my sec- my second idea, and it was just, and it was for soccer or I'm giving or coach the stare right now. <laughs> I know, soccer or hockey, and that's um, just no ties. There's there's no reason okay. that you should yeah. have ties, right? I agree with and, that. And so maybe shorten the extra period, and then do. I, I hate the soccer shootout. Maybe there's a way where you could have uh, I, I it could be a two on two. You know? Yeah, I, I I thought about that. Like it's funny you brought up the shootout because I hate it too. And yeah. I did. That was one of my other ideas that I bounced around tonight. And I thought instead of having the shootout, what you do is for the first, um, they do it in hockey where they take a player off. So now you play with less players. So in hockey, mm. they do four on four. Yeah. Where in soccer, you could basically play ten on ten. So now this, there's more spacing. You're going to yeah. get a goal. Yeah. You know. I like that. Okay. So the best idea. Let's hear the best. That we have to decide according yeah. to the way that this is written. So yours is shaking hands and what was the other Ending tie. I, I feel ties. like texting end ties to somebody who's in charge of soccer is probably okay, not I think that super one's effective. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the shaking hands. And then what? which one are you going with, Maestro? What's your best? You had quite a few. I did have quite a few. I, uh, I wrote. I wrote. I had forty-two ideas. <laughs> well, first of all, the wooden racket thing's never going to happen. No, and the football thing's never going to happen. So I would say, um, I don't know if they would ever put like a backboard or something around the goal, but I think that I like I think, that. That's a. That's a. It's a. It's a really out there idea. It's an out there idea. I also. I. I mean. I. I really think that that guy, like, sort of the. Uh, <laughs> my ideas are too out, out there. The designated like striker. The designated striker. Yeah. I, I think. I, see, you really thought outside the box. I like it. Mm-hmm. I know which one I like. I know mine with the shift. I I am kind of struck by your very sim, very simple but beautiful concept of them shaking hands after a game. I love that idea. I thought they did it. They no, and the only time they do it in any sports is hockey. Does it in the playoffs after a playoff series is over? They skate at center ice and they always shake hands. I love that. They should do it before the game. But and in basketball they do it, but man, there's a lot of crap that I mean, like 
people that won't do it. But in hockey, nobody ever skirts the line. Yeah. Everybody says the battle is over and we're done. I love it. And in base, I love that. I like that idea a lot. And I'll tell you yeah. what, too. I, and it's always classy. At least the, the teams that my sons play on. Although I'm not sure about the ambush. <laughs> <laughs> but, well played. But the, the kids that shake the ump's hand after. I like oh, that too. I always like that because it doesn't happen that often, but the, oh, I that they seem. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and even when they suck, but no, you know, I'm I kidding. think you, you got to respect the blue. And there is that's part of baseball too. Whether the blue is good or bad, man, you got to uh, you got to shake their hand because you might see that guy again. And uh, my oldest son's a catcher, and that's man, you got to you got to be in that ump's back pocket. There's there's a lot of politics there. It's crazy. All right, so uh, so we're gonna we're gonna tweet at Bud Selig. Is he the commissioner? No, it's uh, this is medium level sports talk for sure. Jesus, Silverman, (laughs) Silver, Silver is NBA, NBA. Um, is it Manafort? No, (laughs) just kidding. Oh, it's here. It's Joe McBaseball. Okay, so (laughs) Mueller. We're gonna first. We're gonna figure out who the commissioner of baseball is, and then we're gonna tweet at him from our Sports Wednesday account. Seven hundred seventy-five followers. Manfred. It's Rob Manfred. And we're going to say, hey, we think the players should shake hands after the game. I th- I'm telling you, I, I, I really like that idea. I think it could happen, too. And, you know, it's, what's interesting, I don't know if you guys saw maybe a month or so ago, there was a video that went viral about a guy. I think it was, I don't know if it was college baseball. I think it was college baseball where a dude was pitching against his high school yes, buddy. This was, or, this was they were, the state championship. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were buddies in high school, and he, you know, they were pitching. He was pitching against him, and it was like, the bottom of the ninth. Oh, it was the state championship. State game. championship, and uh, he he struck him out, I think. But he went instead of cheering with the rest of his teammates, he went and hugged his, his hugged buddy. His buddy. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and it's funny. He got a lot of like I was reading some comments, and people were saying like, "Oh, that's it's competition. That's weak. Go celebrate with him." I'm like, no, that's sportsmanship, and yeah. that's that's no, the way. Those are those are just your internet troll. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, like sometimes like. <sighs> I can't remember again, this will be a medium level talk, but there was like a female college player who needed like one more layup to break a, le- a record, but she broke her leg or something. And yeah. so you let her go take it in a game. Yeah. I'm less a fan of that than, than this. He, he struck him out. The game was over and he went and consoled him. I think and that's like, like you were competing when you're competing and you're a great sport as soon as it's over, win or lose. And then they, did you, I don't know if you guys ever saw, this was years ago too. And you just open up a rabbit hole here, but like a girl in a, in a, a softball game, she hit a home run, but she was rounding, maybe rounding first. And she, she totally blew her knee out. She fell to the ground. The team that just lost, it was a walk-off. Yeah. The first baseman and the pitcher, they put their, put her arms around the shoulder and walked the girl all the way around the bases to help her score basically the winning run where mm. literally if they would have just sat there and she couldn't finish it on her own, the official yeah. rules say that th- it didn't happen and, and, and she's out. Mm. So they could, I mean, but no one's, I mean, that's, that's where you say like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So that's why and, I like, that's why I like your idea. Yeah. So and, coach, I'm tasking you this week with finding all these things that we just offered up scant details about. Okay. We'll, we'll tweet out the videos all week. Okay. Let me, yep. I will do that. All right. We're getting a little sentimental here. Let's, yeah. We are at a record 51 minutes and we're not even out of act two. All right. It's time for hats of the week. It still won't die. You two are together. I'm going to guess um, Maestro's not wearing a hat and Coach is wearing a hat that has like a Zundap logo on it or something. 
You're right. If this picture part. you guys sent me is any indication. I think Hats of the Week's a bust this week. I'm not wearing a hat, guys. Oh, I am wearing a hat. I know. You got to yeah. guess. You still got to guess, Pete. I've got a hat down here. I just don't have it on. All right. Uh, coach's hat. Let me take a look. Take a look and guess. It's got a black front, a white back, and it's got an Ohio State logo on it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done, right. Peter. Well I done, Peter. I appreciate that we kept up the Hats of the Week streak, even though you guys were together and I don't have a hat on. Very good. But that brings us to commercial number two. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got a hat down here. You're not wearing a hat. I got, I got photo evidence. No hat. Oh, he's he's pulling it close to himself right now, and he's I've got, got it on. He's right got now. it on now. Okay, he's got a hat. Ah, uh, is it a pro hat? No. Is it an institution? It is, and it's it's in your part of town. In my part of town. Mm-hmm. It is a. Oh. It's a Westerville Central hat. Oh, so close. So close. <laughs> Coach, Coach, you want to guess what kind of hat it is? I don't know what it is. It's got... Looks like a Trojan. I thought it was a USC hat. Yeah, it looks like USC. Pete, is it Westerville North? You got it, Peter! Oh, it's the North. The war! Where did you get a Westerville North hat? Uh, remember Xander played, he played uh, travel ball for the Warriors a couple of seasons, uh, yeah. years ago. I do remember that. It's a great hat, actually. I should wear it. It fits my head like, like gloves. Okay. All right. Well, folks, uh, Sports Wednesday is brought to you by Hoopsters. This is our second commercial almost an hour into the show. This is going to be a long one, fellas. <laughs> Hoopsters is the greatest basketball-themed board game you've never played because we haven't gotten it to market yet. Coach and I invented the game about 15 years ago. We've got one board built. It's out there. People are playing it. They love it. Coach, what's our update this week? What are we trying to do? Update is we are going to have at least a second board completed and done and playable by the end of August. Is that doable? That's doable. All right, then, then I'm throwing the gauntlet down. And I'm going to give you actually a, a task this week. Okay? okay, good. I'm going to send you a file, which is the, the modified board layout for the smaller box that we're looking at. Oh, we're going to try the wax paper. Yeah, and I want you to try print it on wax paper and then transfer that onto wood and see how that works. Okay, I can do that. All right. All right, good deal. Very good. So, folks, if you want to know when Hoopsters is ready, go to hoopsters.store, drop in your email address, and uh, you will be in the know because you'll be on the Hoopsters, the very rarefied air of the Hoopsters <laughs> email list, which is still six people. Again, the next four, the next four subscribers will also receive a Magic Eight Ball oh. pen. And uh, you too, if if you'll bear with me for a second, we have a new sponsor on the show. This is a host red ad. It'll just take a second, okay? Excellent. Folks, technology is amazing, isn't it? And yet something's always missing, am I right? But what? I think you know. I think you know what. You know it. I know it. America knows it. All we want is for our smartphones to sound like a Croatian-American man losing his shit over a soccer match every time we get a phone call. Well, now you can with Goal. 
The new ringtone from Blue Monkey Communications and Pete Brown. Now available on iTunes for just $1.29. That's a small price to pay for all your dreams to come true. Just search Goal and Pete Brown in iTunes or head to bit.ly slash pbgoal2018. Reinvent <laughs> your phone call receiving experience today. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Pete, you'll, you'll do anything to raise money for your kid's college education. That's right. Amen, brother. So, so Pete, do you want to give a little context to that? So that was when... That was uh, Croatia's second goal in the final against France. Nice. Nice. And so, nice. It went on for 18 solid seconds. Well, I know. I was amazed at how long that went on. What was the final <laughs> score of that game? Four to two. Damn it. Damn it. So, all right. Uh, act three here. Nice. Foo Fighters. The Foo's. Our scoreboard. Our scoreboard is not the same. We didn't no. do picks last week, except I and Maestro have both given up a point. Yes. So it officially puts me in second. Or my career. Time. Coach is tied now. Uh, Coach and I have 68 of 112, and Maestro is at 74 of 112. Mm. And this week we are picking who's going to hit the most home runs by next Tuesday. So I picked, So I basically picked the four teams that have the least amount of home runs thus far this year. So we all have to pick one and no repeats. So if you, we can't pick the same one. What's the draft order? Uh, we're going to go BMOC, uh, Maestro, then me. And I'm going to take the Padres. Damn okay. it, that's what I picked. Ugh. Bad pick. So I get a second? Yeah. You've got Royals, Tigers, or Marlins. I'll go Royals. Okay. I'm going to take – oh, shit. Those teams. Mm. Do I want the banging Tigers or the – Swatting Marlins. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Tigers. Good choice. Okay, and then so just to clarify, this is before we start recording on Tuesday. Yes. Okay, so Tuesday so, night games don't count. No. So when we record next Tuesday, I will have the totals before we go. All right. Nice work. Yeah. And are we calling that our lock of the week, or is that just picks? Or that's lock I of the week. Yeah. So I can use the locks of the week stinger. Yes. Locks. 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 Of the week. Locks of the week. Okay. Locks. Regrettably, guys, you're not going to believe this shit about Logo Madness. <laughs> I won't. Way what? back in, in July, we tried to determine the greatest American League logo through online voting. Uh, we got to a final of Detroit Tigers and Kansas City Royals. And last week I said... I can't, I can't end this because there's only been three votes and we only have three of us on the show. <laughs> well, we've had one more vote. And so now these two are tied two to two. No way. Which means we got to push the voting for another week. Somebody. somebody That's it. Push it. One more vote. One more vote. Before next week. Or else Logo Madness will continue to haunt us. Forever. Nobody I want you... Any episode I put Logo Madness in the headline is one of our lowest performing. 
<laughs> People, just... I think Logo Madness was a big mistake. God, I love logos too. We we yeah. still got to do the National League, right? This might be a sequel that never gets made. Yes, we could do a quick rock paper scissors and call it a day. I like that. All right, so uh, how do you get to Logo Madness? Go to sportswednesday.com. There's a link on the homepage. We'll also tweet out the link this week with some verbiage imploring you to go and vote. <laughs> I'm going to stop tagging the Major League Baseball teams. They probably keep seeing that tweet and they're like, "All right, we get we get it, Logo Madness. I know. We have four votes. We're not gonna we're not gonna put our top brass on. You're this. not worth our while." All right, fantasy update, Coach. Okay, fantasy update. Last week, tie. So we're getting better. We're getting better, and this week we're winning five to two. And we're still in second place? Yeah, we're still in second place. I think we're going to stick around. Uh, we just need to be in second, third, fourth place, and then uh, then the playoffs start. But our team is starting to unravel as far as pitching. A lot of injuries. Mm. Um, let me ask you this. Have you held on to Steven Strasburg all I this have, time? I because I just thought he's going to turn the I corner. Know. I think it's time to unload him. Yeah. Have you made any other big moves? No. This week, okay. uh, I saw who I was playing for a reason. We're playing like one of the bottom teams. No offense. Um, Astros are the bomb, I think is the name of the team. But uh, they're like 40 games back. So I thought I would just hold off and see what happens. Harsh. Astros were the bomb last year, though. That's for sure. They certainly can you, were. Can you pick up Chris Archer? We certainly could try. All right. All right. Now, let, guys, let's get it together for some coordinated trivia stingers. Trivia. 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 All right, Coach, I, I'm not, I don't even understand what trivia is supposed to be. It, it looks like it involves math. What's going on? Okay. It's a tr- multiple choice question, and the multiple choice answers have to be numbers. So it's like a numbers question. It can be about any sport. doesn't matter. It just has to be a numbers question. So I'll go first. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Pete Rose in his career. Number 14. 14. Done. Yes. <laughs> Should be in the Hall of Fame. Knocked out 4,256 hits. 4,256 hits. Yes. How many of those 4,256 hits were home runs? Here are your choices. Um, A, 140. B, 110. C, 50, or D, 160? A, 140, B, 110, C, 50, and D, 160. The uh, honorable delegate from campus votes C, 50. I'm going with B, 110. 110. Okay. Both of you are incorrect. Out of those 4,256 base knocks, he hit 160 round trippers. 160. He was only 40 short of 200. Mm. Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Home run, not hitter. All right. What do you got? Would be affected by the shift. No, Pete Rose could hit all tall fields. Put it anywhere. There's a little gap. He's going to put it there. He was. He could gap it. So just to, just to clarify, did did Maestro run upstairs and shout down the steps? Rose would not be affected by the shift because that's what it sounded like. Which is fine. No, I All right. I had to blow my nose. I got to. All right, what's your trivia question there, Maestro? All right, mine is, I'm going to give you guys. He says it's hard. Yeah, I, I'm trying to, I had to figure out how to, how to pull this off. But I'm going to give you guys three numbers and three people, and you need to line up the numbers with the people. Um, oh, like as their number that they wore? No. Oh, the number that's attached to them. Just wait. I'm sorry. I'm All sorry. Right. I like to jump the gun. So 
I, you know, I have a simp in eighth grade football. I, I was, I was backup linebacker, third string quarterback, but I was also the kicker because I was a soccer player. So I, all my life, I've had a little bit of sympathy for kickers. So uh, this is a kicker NFL question. Okay. All right. As you know, kickers, they don't really get hurt too often. So mm-hmm. they have a long career. So uh, this trivia question re- regards regular season games played. So a lot of kickers have played in the NFL forever. Yeah. All right. So. Here are your three kickers. Matt Barr. Uh-huh. You guys are familiar with Matt Barr. I know Matt Barr well. Morton Anderson. I know Morton. The lefty. And then Adam Vinatieri. All right. So I'm going to give you guys three numbers, and you got to align those numbers with the kickers. This is regular season games played. 382, 337, 235. Okay, can I work with Coach on this? Yes. Sure. Where are you okay. thinking? Uh, Morton Anderson was the highest of those. He yes, played forever. I know he did. So I'm going to think it was Morton, Vinatieri, and Barr. Uh, are you going to say opposite? I'm going to say Morton, Barr, Vinatieri. Uh, how, how strong do you feel about that? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to go against my better judgment and, and go with BMOC. If if I'm wrong. You can have one of these giant gumballs. <laughs> then I want to be right. I'm going to switch it. <laughs> uh, no. Can you wait? Can I ask where you where you're standing? Can you see his paper? I can't see his paper. Damn it! But he can see my eyes. All right. What is it? What is it there, Maestro? All right. So you're you're correct, Martin Anderson. Yeah, he's he's actually the all time games yes. played winner. He's 382, which is by far the most games ever played by a uh, God. NFL he played player. forever. Yeah, he played forever. Um, you should have went with with Coach on this. Oh. Adam Benatieri is three thirty seven. Matt Barr is two thirty five. Nice work, Coach. I tried. Benatieri. It means he's still playing. So I mean, I don't know that he's going to get to Morton Anderson, but he's definitely getting in the Hall of Fame. He's getting in there. He kicked that field goal to win the Super Bowl. Well, yep. he had that most consecutive too. I was looking. Yes, at he did forty two or something like that. Consecutive field goals. That's amazing. All right, mine, uh, mine's going to be a lot easier. Good. So, I like that. Here's what I did. I Googled longest win streak oh, just okay. to see what the first result was. Okay. And the first result uh, came came up for the NBA, the team with the longest win streak in the NBA. Uh, do you guys know what team that is, by the way? Celtics? Bulls. It's the Lakers. Oh, what? what? Oh. 71-72 season. Oh. How many straight games did they win? Is it... 27, 30, 33, or 39. Now that you say this, I do remember. Hmm. You said 27, 30, or 39? Or 33. 27, 30, 33, 39. Ooh, 33 sounds like a great number. I'm going with 33. Hmm. I'm going 27. 27. Maestro? Go ahead and crack open a rolling rock, because 33 was right off. Well done. 1971-72 season, they went on to be, they were 69-13 and Hmm. that year. And And that's who the Bulls beat for the, the, when the Bulls won 70 games that year, they beat their record, didn't they? That's right. That is, yeah, okay. The Lakers won uh, won the championship that year. Yes, well, they should have. 
Kurt Rambis. Rambis. Was not on that team. No. Neither was okay. Michael Thompson. Okay. That was nice. All right. So I don't know if you guys noticed the slight tweak I made to the show. Yes, so I see. saw that. The rant. I thought this would be good. So you could do a correction or a rant. Corrections or rants. We're going to throw them together in one okay. segment. See how that goes. All right. So I have I have a slight correction, but it's more of a softening of my stance. Okay. <laughs> um, when, when Baker Mayfield was uh, drafted, <laughs> I had some serious vitriol and anger, and uh, I was very upset. Um, and this is this happened a while ago, but I saw an interview he had with um, Colin Cowherd, and Cowherd tried to basically set him up and, and and make him look bad. And Baker came off awesome, and I had never really heard him speak. And I have to tell you, if I hadn't seen that, I'd probably feel the same way. But since I've seen that, I'm kind of I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm kind of rooting for the guy. I mean, I don't. I still don't believe he was the best pick. But I also, I don't hate him. I, I, I'm not angry anymore. Like I've released it. I feel like so, I. So Coach's correction is that he now thinks Baker Mayfield is the next Tom Brady. Very good. <laughs> oh God, no! I did not say that. Don't put that. I will there. say this: uh, there's no sports journalist that I regularly dislike as much as Colin Coward. And I'm, and I used to. For but just the reason okay. that you articulated. Yes, and 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 he's really wearing very. He's worn very thin for me. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, how about you, Maestro? A correction or a rant? Um, I think I have a correction. I think last week, you know, we were talking about the uh, the British Open or the Open Championship. The Open Championship. And I'm pretty sure that I butchered uh, the winner's name. I think it was- this is bowling. We're talking about again. <laughs> I think it's Fran. Cesco Molinari. I just butchered it again. Molinari? I'm just putting it out there that I probably miss mispronouncing his name. Sorry, so Francisco. I, I'm He's sorry, probably listening. Yeah. So rather than a correction, you're having a repeated mistake. <laughs> yes. yes. Which is not one of the two options, corrections or rants. What do you got? I'm going to have a rant about that, but I, I, I can't. Something's bugging me, guys. You but isn't a rant kind of like a final thought? It's not because okay. final thoughts have to be thoughtful and rants are all about the emotion. Oh, I love it. Okay. All right. Let's dial it up. Come on. So, you know, uh, in my training for the Pelotonia this year, I've had two flats, right? Yeah. And both times, you know, I have to take my wheel off when I'm on the trail and, and I have a spare and I've got this tiny little pump to pump it up, right? But you can only get it so inflated and then you really need to, to inflate it appropriately. And right. so, uh, this happened uh, this past weekend and I went to Giant Eagle because they have free air at the thing and the air pump was broken. And I thought, not not a big deal. I'll go to the UDF because I happen to have two quarters in my little uh-huh. um, bag on my bike, right? Because And then I thought, why do I have two quarters? Because my dad's like, make sure you always have a quarter. And <laughs> if, I, if I gave that advice to my son, he'd be like, for what? What do you guys like, use a quarter for? A phone for? call. <laughs> for like, a giant gumball. Did your parents used to say that? Yes. They're like, always take a quarter so you can make a phone call. Or play Donkey Kong. So for some reason, I had 50 cents in there. So I went to the UDF so I could use their air thing, which I know you have to pay for. And it was a buck 50. Yeah. For air. For fucking air. <laughs> for fucking compressed air. A buck 50 and a credit card swiper on there. <laughs> you got to swipe your credit card. Air. Air. I am. UDF, I am coming for you, man. I am coming for you hard. Peter, I don't know where you've been because that's been the case for a while. I, I have a... One a, of, a buck 50? One of, my, one of my tires has got like a weird sort of leak. And like when the temperature shifts, if it gets cold or hot, 
I have one tire and yeah, I go I go to the shell station and they zap Fuck. me. Fifty minutes. For air. Three Holy minutes. Crap. Right? Three minutes? Man, I'll tell you what. You're, you're, All right, that felt good. Oh, I, so, you so now you guys, I've just demonstrated the difference between a rant and a final thought. Oh, I like that. And that brings us to final thoughts. thoughts. Final, final thoughts. thoughts. All right, uh, and let's throw it to Coach since he did the show sheet. Okay, so I had to go through quite a few, um, but this and, is the one that I enjoyed. This is the one I think I'm going to go with this week. Um, I don't know if you guys were on ESPN's website, but I think it was in the middle of the week and they did a, they did a piece about Mike Trout. It must've been shortly after Trout and Hopper, Trout and Hopper. And it must've been fairly soon after the all-star game. Cause I think he was getting a lot of pub, but it was a story about him and his dad. And his dad was uh, a baseball coach for him when he was younger. And then he actually was the, the uh, high school coach at the high school he was going to go to. But when Mike, got to be a freshman, he stepped down and he basically said, I had taught him everything that I could teach him at that point and I needed to pass him on. And I didn't want to be that dad. And I didn't want it to, I wanted him to be a baseball player, but I wanted to sit in a lawn chair and watch him be a baseball player. And you could tell that Mike Trout, who arguably is the best baseball player on our planet right now, became this great baseball player without having this crazy, um, overbearing, push him to the limits. Um, I've got to teach you everything, put him to every dad and, and parents. Mike Trout became the greatest baseball player that we know right now because he loved the game so much. And despite, I mean, not despite, but not having his dad be this crazy person, he still grew and became this, you know, he's a pretty level-headed, normal, seems like a great guy and a great baseball player. And to me, that was refreshing because I've always wondered where these players come from seeing the other side. And I'm like, do they all go through these crazy, crazy parents and crazy lifestyles? Or can they just organically just kind of just be really good and just love the game? And Mike Trout makes me think you can. And I I thought that was because I've lost a little faith in that. And and he makes me think, okay, it's still about, I mean, I'm sure there is a little bit, but it's still about the love of the game and him just being you know, just so good and just loving the game and playing it for that reason. And to me that I love that it's, 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 it's worth reading. It's a short article, but it's definitely worth reading. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause wasn't Harper. I mean, Harper was kind of grown in a test tube. I know his dad's, but like he went a whole different way different completely. He's more like, like almost like Todd Marinovich. And I'm not going to say that he's in that because I think he's much more well-rounded, not crazy like Todd Marinovich, but I mean, it was cool to see his dad pitching to him and it was very well. No, but so, Coach, that's interesting. It's uh, it's almost as if you have some some ideas about youth sports that maybe you need to sort out. <laughs> you think? I yeah. do. I, you know that, and it's yeah. just it's just so funny because, like, when I see things like that, and it and it, it 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 totally makes me go back to where did they come from? I always think about that. Like, where did they come from? And I can almost tell you, like, I can look at an athlete and say, this one came from this way, and this one came from that way, because you can kind of tell. Which, uh, which way did I come from? You came from this way. <laughs> ah. So really, though, I mean, your arguments are now like, hey, you guys, Mike Trout, see? Todd Marinovich, see? See what I mean? Yes. Ivan Drago, see? see? <laughs> That's the way I came. I had a bunch of Soviets pumping me up with drugs and having me punch this thing that showed how hard my punch was. I must break you. 
See, I just went out to the middle of Siberia and went to a barn and carried giant logs. Yeah, nice uh, final trot. Mike, uh, first of all, Coach, uh, I, I realized when we did rants, you totally could have done your Jim Tomey and the White Sox hat on ESPN oh. the day that he got into the Hall of Fame because that was a nice little rant on Twitter. You oh, put out there. I could have gone on for a long time Nobody on that. He had the C on his hat for the. Oh, he did. The- ESPN, I don't know what they're doing. Somebody was, that was bad. No one was asleep at the switch. Yes. But Maestro or Coach held him accountable. I tried. Um, Mike Trout. Uh, I bought some uh, frozen soft pretzels, and and Mike Trout's picture was on the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. He's wholesome. Yeah. And uh, as you guys know, I wrote some promos for the LA Angels last year, and quite a few lines for Mike Trout. And uh, I'm glad he's good at baseball because acting is not in his future. Oh no, no, he is not going to be on Saturday Night Live at any time soon. Yeah, but he was uh, from the all reports of the crew. Uh, back to me was a great guy to work for. Awesome. Work work with. So Mike Trout. Where's All right, he, Maestro. Where's he from? Do you? Is he like a Ooh. Midwesterner or East Coast, West Coast, South? Yeah. I wish I, I could remember right now. You had this, nice, New Jersey. You had this he might wonderful be, story. And he might be from a, a small be. village. <laughs> <laughs> Very small. <laughs> It's so small, it's barely on the map, actually. Yeah, it's called... Yeah. yeah. That's, how about that final thought, Maestro? Final thoughts. So, did you give your final thought yet, Pete? No. Why don't you, why don't you do yours? Final thoughts. Okay. I thought people might need a break from me after that rant, but okay. No, I want more. Uh, mine is... Uh, and, and we can do this because we've got a good, a good audience on this podcast, so I don't feel bad recommending a podcast to all of you, uh, but particularly to you, Coach. Uh, and, and you, Maestro, actually, I think you're both going to like it. It's called American Fiasco. It came out from WNYC. And basically, uh, it's there's a journalist named Roger Bennett, who is a great journalist, if you ever read his stuff. Um, but he is from uh, a little town in England, Coach. Do you know which one? Is it Liverpool? It is. He's from <laughs> Liverpool. But he has been just this, you know, so he's a crazy fan of international soccer, and he's been fascinated by the story of soccer in America. And so this oh. is uh, 12 episodes starting in, uh, in the late eighties and walking you through sort of what's going on with the U S men's national team, the terrible decisions they made when they had success. And I'm only on the third episode and I'm totally hooked. Sounds good. Oh, that sounds fantastic. What's and it you called know, again? Yeah. American fiasco, American fiasco. But I, I will say, and, and it's weird. I know coach has been pretty vocal about this, but at the same time, there's weird stuff that happens. Like there's some superstars out of the MLS that get picked up by these European leagues. And that one happened this week. I think oh, it's a di- sick, uh, the, guy from Toronto. Yeah. Got a, like a mega million dollar deal for one of the big premier teams out in, in Europe. So I mean, stuff happens. I mean, I know the MLS, I think it's, it gets dogged quite a bit in the, in the, the world of soccer, but because, because we get those guys on the way down in their career. Correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know that you guys, as, uh, as well as I have, we all have August 11th on our calendar because uh, the Wednesday is, is in action against Hull City. Oh. And, uh, you know, Hull City beat us uh, 1-0 <laughs> last year, 108 days ago. And so I know Sheffield Wednesday has been itching for some owl revenge. We're going to get some owl revenge. Yep. we got to check those tables. Tables. That's right. All right, Maestro, what do you got? Final thoughts. Where are we at here with our time? 
Whoa, 119. <laughs> I'll keep it short. No, bring it in. Uh, I'm, I'm bringing it in. It, it is Pelotonia week. And um, is it Pelotonia week or Pelotonia week? Um, so my final thought is is really just about this ride. It, it's it's a it's a big deal for me. And it's it's uh, it's always like one of my favorite weeks of the year. And so, you know, my final thought is just my thanks to you, BMOC, and, and to you, Coach, for for supporting me and riding with me every year. I mean, it's 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 such a great such a great weekend and so I'm excited and I'm I'm looking forward to the ride and the weekend and chilling out afterwards and uh enjoying that 50 miles and that uh 4-hour ride in the sunshine and just just having a good time. Oh. So, ditto. Yeah, and we appreciate that you always had the party afterwards and uh you know, uh, it's not such a big deal for me to have to hold back because I'm a much faster rider than you guys, <laughs> you know? And so I just consider it more of like, you know, after it's done, like on Sunday, I'll ride 75 just so I can get an actual workout. Oh yeah. I appreciate you guys like hanging back for me. I mean, I know I'm such a, I'm such the anchor. I know that you say that at your other, what I, what I like is the shared history we're developing because who will forget coach's inaugural year when his break, his break, lever just fell off so he was basically carrying it in one hand while he was riding <laughs> and i think that's the same year where right like literally 10 feet before the finish line <laughs> fireman matt cut me off <laughs> coach went down yeah. coach is down <laughs> and back up and i finished yeah um, it was good it was like one of those you fall but you bounce back up really quickly i'm good. all right i'm all right i'm good i'm good I, w- I wish you would have picked your bike up and carried it across a line. Oh, I should have put it over yeah. my back. That would have been a great yeah, visual. Yeah, we would have filmed it. Yeah. So I will tell you, I have I used to always film while riding, and I don't do that anymore because I had an accident uh, last year trying to film my wife while we were just on a little bike ride together. And <laughs> I had, I can't have children anymore because of it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Although I did, we we should try to do that again though because you had some good footage. I think the first couple of years, Pete, where you yeah. were shooting stuff. So, yeah, I, I I will. I'll give it a shot. But, um, all right. I there's a David Blatt bobblehead that's looking like it needs it needs a little loving. We got anything else here? Hour and twenty two minutes in. No, I think we're good. And cue some music up. All right, everybody, pat your David Blatt bobblehead on the head and head to bed. Sports Wednesday is through. Sweet. Liverpool. Liverpool. In Detroit. 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 Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. So music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times.